BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Oh, my God. This morning has felt like an entire week in and of itself. I didn't even realize it was Monday. Hey, Jax. How you doing? I'm darn good. This is our first official toast remote in the new setup. Of course, everything, there's room for improvement. Of course. But I'm really excited to see how it goes. Me too. Obviously, we spent the last two weeks getting your remote studio looking sickening and mission accomplished um and my remote studio we like kind of like forgot about so this morning we have just been tech girl is back like maybe they should replace bat girl the movie with tech girl because she's real she's sweating and she's doing her best so our audio should be pretty premium today video we're gonna keep working don't on the Claude. aesthetic Claude, don't, jinx it. don't jinx it last time you said that on a monday of a first setup you know all hell broke loose so true so, so true. i think our audio will be audible yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and our video should be gorgeous because we are. That's true. Like at the end of the day, a video is only as gorgeous as the girls in it. And we are <laughs> girls on film. Too many one hand, yeah, girls on film. Between Claudia wearing a headset and having a microphone and being back in oh. the studio, you know that it's on and she will be back to singing. We'll have to see how our remote singing does, if we can sync up. But it might just be like a lot of solos from you, which I know you're really upset about. Oh, I'm crying tears of sadness. <laughs> oh. Not solos. No. Oh, you mean by myself? <laughs> no. I'm shy. Oh, no. Um, let's talk about the weekend. I got back from Florida yesterday. And honestly, like the chaotic nature of this morning has really highlighted like how there is such a difference in our quality of lives, to be completely honest. Like this morning, yelling at construction workers, telling them to stop drilling for an hour. I have the sweatiest neck on the planet. Um, and that's just a little bit about me. Yeah, you are dearly missed in the Sunshine State, and I know that you know it, and I know that you miss us. And so it's not like I have to convince you that you're missed or that you should be missing us like it's just a sad state of affairs a hundred percent and you know what I was like so emotional yesterday on the way to the airport and that's my level of emotion when I know I'm literally coming back in less than a week so I can't imagine the next time I leave where I don't have an actual set date set trip planned I'm not going to be okay 
No, you're not. But I think you're officially a snowbird, if that means being here every other week. You or like we have been in the process of getting my house ready for you, mm-hmm. like ordering all the things that you'll need, you know, from the big things to the small things. I literally ordered outdoor furniture for you. Otherwise, I probably would have put it off, except I'm glad that you inspired me to do it because now I'm really excited. But down to the shampoo, toothpaste, toothbrush. So like if you have a set of your tings in another state, I think that you are officially, you know, living between states no I think I really made it official last night when I Amazon primed a smelly pillow to your living quarters because that's really like I home is where the smelly pillow is yeah yeah even though I think I had one for you but sure you know what now Ben can experience the premium the pleasure the luxury that is the smelly pillow but sure microphones sure Sure. I got a new microphone because I wanted us to have matching ones in our separate studios for like, you know, I couldn't let your quality be better than mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the brand of this company, like every 10 minutes, nobody, me. Sure. And they should really, like the Oxford, Merriam-Webster should change the spelling of sure, (laughs) S-U-R-E, to sure, S-H-U-R-E. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that it says Sure, sure. (laughs) Right above our mic flags. And every time I see these microphones, they spark joy. And a hundred. And our other ones, Heil. No. (laughs) They were Heil. The the brand of the microphone was Rode. And the brand. Oh, I'm actually still using the the mount, the thing that holds up the microphone. My brand, H-E-I-L. Feels very anti-Semitic. I do not feel safe in the studio. How are they not canceled? Heil. is that how you think we're pronouncing it? H-E-I-L. Hail. It's giving Hitler. It's giving Hitler. It's giving Goebbels. Sure, Goebbels. <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm depressed. I'm back in New York. I have a lot of stuff to do this week. Like, you know, work, work, work. I have a show on Friday. Just wanted to remind everyone. My, you know, final leg of my Not Like Other Girls comedy tour is officially, officially on sale. All, this, all the cities. A lot of them are gone. Nashville, good luck. Charlotte, best wishes. But we still got tickets in Portland. We got tickets in Seattle, Huntington, Long Island, Red Bank, New Jersey, Alabama. Sorry. No, we're all out because Jackie, I don't know if you know this, like we're huge in Alabama. It doesn't surprise me. No, me neither. Like we are Roll Tide, War Eagle. Yeah. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Tide. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, but little update from last week. We our quest to 100,000 YouTube subscribers has not been fruitless. Like, we are at 98.1 as of this morning. That's 1,900 people. That's literally 0.01% of people that listen to the show. If 1,900 of you could just go over to YouTube and subscribe, like, I could get my motherfucking plaque, okay? Okay, so we're picking a name today. I think it's my it's day. day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was, uh, no, Friday was the Emily's. Thursday and Wednesday, we went biblical. We went Rachel and Sarah. And I'm curious, um, who have you chosen, Jax? I think I'm going to stick with the biblical. I'm going to go Rebecca. Okay. I'm, it's my name to choose and just be glad I didn't choose something, you know. Gertrude. Oh my God, Claudia. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to offend the Gertrudes. I just have to say, like, I feel like Gertrude is one of those names that people are like, yeah, but it's actually like a stunning name. And if your name is Gertrude, like you go by Gertie and that's so cute. Yeah. Justice for the Gertrude Toasters. I, and you know what? If you're listening, Gertrude Toasters, feel free to subscribe as well. 
Yeah, today, I think every day we should do a common name and a not common name. because Oh, I love that. And a lot of people are feeling like, especially people with not common names are like, this is, you know, keychain trauma all over again because my name is never going to get called. But I, I think that's why we need to include some less common names. Oh my God, I absolutely love the way your mind works. So yes, today we're going with the Gertrudes and the Rebeccas. Okay, great. An unstoppable duo. Name a more iconic duo. You can't. You literally can't. So if you are listening to this episode as a podcast in whatever format and you find yourself being named Gertrude or Rebecca, um, it is your, your civic duty, your responsibility to get your ass over to youtube.com slash a morning toast and subscribe like on your Gmail, your work Gmail, your school Gmail that you haven't logged into in 15 years. Like get it done because we're 1900 away. I feel like we should be hitting it this week at the rate that we're going because yes. every time we call out a name, it's like a couple. It's like a thousand. Yeah. We should be hitting it this week. And so I now you sort of just need to prepare for reaching your goal and how you're going to celebrate. Yeah. I hope it's not one of those moments where I'm like so hyped and then it happens and then I'm just like, you know, over it. I mean, that's exactly what it's going to be. And then you're just mm-hmm. going to be in the quest for 500K. But we can at least pretend that you'll be satiated by this. Yeah, for sure. And it just makes me think like in in the one or two weeks that we were talking about this and we were doing episodes in Florida, we've gotten literally like 10,000 YouTube subscribers. And it just makes me think like, where were all those other people? You know, every time I was like, feel free to subscribe on YouTube, you know, like where the fuck are yeah, you? No, I want to hear from the people who still haven't subscribed and just like, let me why? know why. Maybe it's because you listen in your car and by the time you get to where you're going, like you have forgotten you the call to action. No, there might be like a real reason why. And I just want to know, cause you guys know how important it is to Claudia. And I know you guys love Claudia. So if A equals B and B equals C, then you guys should be subscribing. If A equals B and B equals C, like why the fuck don't we have a hundred K? Yeah. Oh my God. Also, we haven't even spoken about how literally after Friday's episode of the toast, like so much happened, so much news, Chloe's baby, Skeet and Kim, like we, their timing, it almost feels intentional. And I would be offended if I wasn't flattered that they were literally skirting us on a Friday. Um, So we have so much to talk about today, which is exciting. We have so much to talk about today. Like every story, they were clamoring to be in the fast five. And I had to be really selective about what we discussed. I I love that. Like it's better than the days when we have to be, you know, really selective in terms of like, should we put the worst story on the Fast Five or the the least, the be- the second to last worst story? We usually go for the worst. But that's so us. So us. And honestly, sometimes, you know, a dull Fast Five leaves it open for us to let our cre- creative juices flow. But like on a day like today, we have business to do. Like we're here as really reporters. Reporting the news. We also have unburden yourselves because it's Monday and I feel like a lot of people had weekends like you know it's one of those last not the last but we're in August now final weekends of summer I think people are just like losing their minds yeah um, and I fully expect our unburden yourselves to match that energy things get crazy in August I'm using my morning toast tumbler too for my iced coffee that I really have been loving drinking thanks to your influence. You guys know I like never drink coffee. I am using the new weekday tumbler. Looks like you're using the OG. And by the way, I'm loving using tumblers. Same. And because I can do it, I used to bring a tumbler to the studio, but then I would have to like go home to dishwash it. But now that I live at my studio, I ordered even more morning toast tumblers so that I could just like have a different tumbler every day and then just wash it. Let's talk about the luxury that is living at the studio because I definitely took it for granted. Even though I wasn't staying at your house, it wasn't like a real commute. Mm -hmm. This morning, like just, I think it it also has a lot to do with the heat. Like getting out of the house in full dress, like 
honestly, like I can't do it. It's not for you. No, I've seen what it's like to truly work from home. And don't get me wrong. I don't even have a real commute. It's six blocks, like maybe less actually. Like it's not a real commute and I'm still, I'm not loving it. Well, once you commute by golf cart, it's really hard to go back to the way things were. So true. It's so true. So true. I'm really missing you. I'm really missing Rold. I'm really missing Michaela. Um, quick update if you guys were following um, just kind of the arc of me and Michaela's relationship. And I talked about it a lot in the Patreon, just how I am Eden Sassoon and she is Lisa Rinna. We made enormous progress over the weekend and I haven't been able to update everyone, but Michaela is now fully saying auntie. Um, she probably said it 25 times before I left. And I heard this morning she woke up and said, Where's auntie? which just made me want to die. But also made me really happy. Because where the fuck is Auntie? Such a good question. Look, who knows? Who knows? It's Maybe that'll be my children's book. Where's Auntie? Where's that? Not Where's Waldo. It'll just be like sickening pictures of me, like st- like in the crowds, you know? Fine Auntie. Love that for you. Where's Auntie looking sickening on this beach? Ooh, gorgeous Auntie. Um... So, yeah, I had written some things down. Oh, you know, I watched some interesting television that I wanted to tell you about. Oh, that makes one of us still haven't turned a TV on in my house. That's so crazy. I watched um, the Robin Williams documentary. It's not new. It's from 2018. Um, But I watched it over the weekend, and it was so good, and I just wanted to recommend it. At first, I was so bored. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe someone so funny has the most boring documentary. But... It really picked up, and towards the end, I was, like, really emotional and really sad, and it was just really, really good. And when you also – I feel like the um, details of his passing were kind of low-key mm-hmm. as far as, like, what he was going through. Um, but he turns out he had Louis body syndrome, which is something I never heard of, and then I started reading a book, and it was in it. What book? Where This one I found on, like, Prime Free. I was like, I don't know. I Honestly, it's, like, The Secrets We Keep. Yeah, that's what it's called. I think I've heard of it. I actually cried. I'm not done with it. Wow. And it's not even a particularly sad book. There's just like this tragic event that they talk about in their youth. And when they finally tell you what it is, like it's just like the way it's written. It like the girl who's like the victim is so sad. Like her name is Alice and she's like this chubby teenager who's like a loser. But she's like so nice and like something bad happens to her. And it's like the way they were just describing Alice, it just made me cry. Like she was like queen. That's really sad. Yeah, and it's only the second. I don't really cry at books. It's only the second book I cried at. But whatever. So with Robin Williams, basically, like, because the whole time in the documentary, I was waiting for, like, people who described him, who've known him for so long, to be like, but he also, you know, was really suffering. But they never really brought that up. Like, he was really always just this, like, fun, loving, obsessed with entertaining people kind of guy. So I'm like, how does it happen, you know, like that? And he had Lewy body syndrome, which is basically, like, a mental illness where your brain is feeding misinformation to you. Like, just you're straight up lying to yourself. Oh, wow. And I like, didn't know this. Me neither. And it was so interesting. And I never, I, I don't know if that was like the first time they spoke about it or people know that. I didn't know that. Um, it was a really good documentary. Highly recommend. Oh, wow. Okay. Add it to the contemplate. I have multiple plates. This is like a 10 course meal at this point. At The Quiet Woman. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have so much to watch. Hopefully one day I will get to all of it. And actually, I'm at the point where I need to start writing it down. And I'm just like writing things down now. I'm at the stage in my life where we're writing things down. Right now, I'm writing it in my notes app. But that doesn't really work for me. I need like a pad and pen and paper in every room in my house because I'm constantly thinking of things and then forgetting them. Should we make merch notepads where like the letterhead says mogul energy? Yeah. Yeah. Forgetful mogul energy. Because I had a... um, 
a list of things to do on my phone that I was writing down and I had like a merch idea and it was mogul energy so oh yeah we definitely need some mogul energy and so do our fellow moguls you know mm-hmm. there's toasters everywhere and every time I hear about like a toaster doing their toasty thing they're just so impressive and we all I think we're all moguls I think so too the other thing I watched was CMA Fest it was televised on ABC and they uh, put it on Hulu and first of all just can't recommend watching it enough a premium experience like everyone showed up showed out played their best fucking hits but the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because do you know who hosted it no Dirks Dirks Dirks. Bentley and L King Dirks and L King is (laughs) L King is reminded me of a conversation we had last week that I want to talk about about nepotism babies Okay. Because I feel like a lot of people don't even realize, and not everyone knows Elle King. She's definitely, she, and I'm loving this transition for her. She's turning into like a country girly. She performed her song with Megan, Miranda Lambert, who wasn't there, but then she performed her amazing song X's and O's with Ashley McBride. It was so good. Um, so I'm loving this journey for her. And for those of people who are familiar with her music, a lot of people don't realize that her dad is Rob Schneider, like the iconic actor from mostly Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. And I feel like she's like kind of like an iconic nepotism baby because literally like her parent, like her dad is the best kept secret. Like nobody knows. Yeah, but I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but just like the way that it's packaged to the world, I feel like her success is totally irrelevant from his and it's just a coincidence that they're related like that he didn't open doors for her but that's just because they're in such different worlds and maybe I'm totally wrong like maybe he's best friends with Darks and Darks got her like I don't know anything but that's just the vibe that they put out I completely agree like I feel like there's literally not one iota of like help coming from Rob Schneider to L King's career I don't know that for a fact but um I just feel like where the the places that he has influence are not the rooms that she wants to be in I completely agree I just wanted to bring her up because I love her and she also went on say yes to the dress and chose the same dress as me and that's on having taste hundred percent hundred percent Also, before we get into everything, I started a new book, this book that everyone's talking about every summer after by Carly Fortune. And Mm -hmm. so far, it's fine, but it's like not doing for me what it was doing for the rest of the world. And same for Snitch. Snitch and I are both reading it because she almost chose it for the redheads. And I really wanted her to because I love when we choose like a trendy book that's so good. Uh And then everybody who reads the book like will listen to the episode and millions will listen. That's always, you know, my dream for the redheads. Mm -hmm. Um, But she didn't choose it at the last minute. And I was okay with that because she actually wanted to do something different. And we always support the Snitch doing something different because it rarely happens. Mm -hmm. And now I was like, okay, great. Now I can read it. And I'm so glad she didn't choose it. It's just like fine oh my god like, it, you know what it's like so it's like sure okay can I say something though like not to make literally everything about okay me. don't spoil it or anything I'm not okay. no I'm not I'm just saying I read the book and absolutely loved it and I just like found the book scrolling on Goodreads like it wasn't this hyped up like everyone's obsessed with like the summer I turned pretty vibe like I just found it and really liked it and like raved about it to everyone and not saying like I made it trendy but like I did yeah I understand that feeling because I feel like there are so many books that I made trendy and I can't yeah, track I can't tra- track I know. them it happened one summer you made that trendy oh true I got the rec from snitch but I read it before her and I was like everybody has to read this I also feel like um Every little, and then you spoke about it on the toast, and then I read it, and we literally spoke about it for a week straight. Like, I'm telling you, like, not to make everything about us, but like, we made it trending. That's true, and also every last secret, because that was a random book that I found on like Kindle Unlimited. 
But that's not like, I read it, but that's not like crazy trendy. No, but like every time I see it somewhere, I'm like, oh, I wonder if like it trickled down from do you my think we influence. Made, do you think we made um, Luckiest Girl Alive trendy? No, no. It, it had The thing is, it had its moment like three years ago. And it was like the biggest book when it came out. And then by the time we read it, it was a few years later. So definitely we gave it a little kick in the pants, but it was already a bestseller. When you buy my book on Amazon, customers also bought Oh, that's Luckiest the funniest thing. Um, also with the Redheads books, all of the like customers also bought are all Redheads books. But wait, I actually want to go on Goodreads and see and what yours That's on Amazon using your data. No, but using your data to have a positive effect. Like for good. If you're going to use my data, like I want good recommendations. Mm-hmm. I want to be like have an easier time picking books okay so I'm going to your book on Goodreads listeners also readers also overall rating what's my overall rating is it bad on Goodreads no I've checked it's good actually 3.95 that's strong that's a four and a four is good on Goodreads okay especially considering like how many people probably just gave you a one star and didn't read it to to be like a cunt yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly also Goodreads, since it's linked to your Amazon, they should be able to see if you actually bought the book in order to give it a rating. Okay. Just like Spotify. I was just going to say, Spotify, like, enacting this rule where you can only rate a Spotify if they can, I mean, you can only rate a podcast if they can prove, like, data-wise that you've actually listened to, like, more than 30 seconds of an episode is genius. And Apple should implement that. And all other rating services should implement that, too. Even Yelp. You have to upload a receipt. Ooh, that's pretty good. Okay, what's weird is readers also enjoyed are like all books I've never even heard of right now. From what? From my book on Amazon? On Goodreads, yeah. Oh, what are they? All are al- they other celebrity memoirs? All Along You Were Blooming, In His Image, 10 Ways God... In His Image? Is that like a Catholic book? Yeah, 10 Ways God Calls Us to Reflect His Character. Oh my God, they're giving religious... Not Forsaken. Maybe your book is like a religious self-help book. Love and oh. Luck... Big Friendship, How We Keep Each Other Close, then Luckiest Girl Alive, then Den of Vipers, Good Night Beautiful. I've never even heard of these books. Okay, wait, but like me being like a religious book, I am obsessed. You being a Christian icon? Not me being an apostle. <laughs> Is that Lucas twelve sixteen or Claudia Ashray? It's Lucas. It's Claudia twelve sixteen. Wow. Oh my God. Am I a spiritual leader? Are you Maddie Pruitt? <gasps> Everyone's quaking over her engagement. I know. I actually was quaking a little too. We didn't choose it as a story because. Who cares? <laughs> but. Clearly like, us. She's engaged and we haven't spoken about her in a while. But like she really has become like a motivational religious speaker. And she's she's taking the Sadie Robertson pathway. I love um, that for from, her. From reality star to uh, preacher. And I'm. Love that journey for her. Wishing her the best. What I find so crazy about this whole thing is like Maddie Pruitt has not cut her hair since The Bachelor. And I find that so crazy. Like as someone who has long hair and lived with hair down to my butt crack for like six years. And now I look back and like be like, oh my God, why did nobody like help me? Um, I just find it so crazy that her hair is that long and she lives in Alabama. Like it's crazy. Like it's too hot, you mean? It's too everything. Humid hot but you know she is engaged to a billionaire yep I saw that and you know what I am truly happy for her because there's just nothing better than money (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy for her too also she would look really great with like really short hair like a really cute crop um Mm -hmm. 
a mid length. Yeah. But I don't I'm think just, it'll honestly, happen. Honestly, like, I am in awe of her hair, the length. I hadn't thought about it in a while, but you're right. Because when they were on The Bachelor, they were in a really hot and humid zone. I don't remember where it was, the location in which they were filming. And I could not stop looking at her hair. Obviously, it was, like, frizzy as fuck because she's human. And then I just thought that maybe, like, she would watch that and want to cut it. But she didn't. Yeah. No. Maybe she's Samson. Part of growing up, oh, my God, she might actually be Samson. Part of growing up is realizing, like, it's time to cut your hair. <laughs> I completely agree. When I look back, like, pretty much all of high school, my hair was literally below my butt crack. No, the, the thinking was just, like, the longer the better, the more the merrier. But no. No, I used to get a haircut and, like, trim half an inch and have mental breakdowns. Like, literally crying, pulling my hair out in the bathroom. I can't believe I was so mentally ill back then and I'm so glad I've made a speedy recovery and I feel like when you're younger you have all this hair and you just like use it to hide because you're like young and insecure and you just think like I'll put some hair on it no it's true and I think also as like a chubby young person you really use hair as like a security blanket and you think like okay it's hiding all my imperfections and you look back years later and realize no, it's actually highlighting every imperfection. It's you just have, adding like hair. more to everything. And you, you, you put it so far in front of your face, you mm -hmm. look like you have a beard. And then from the back, you have no hair and it looks like a pussy. <laughs> like, literally put some hair behind your head, bitch. It won't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm not in any position to talk because right now my hair is absolutely disgusting and long and stringy like I have to keep it behind my oh by the way I'm not saying Maddie Pru's hair is bad no. all I'm saying is like I cannot believe it's just still so long yeah well she's also really like, young so maybe she hasn't reached the age where it's like haircut that's gonna you know make me ma mature mature that's what happened to me when I was 23 I got a bob and I grew the fuck up yeah I miss Bobby O she'll so be back much. in due time Bobby Ashray what Bobby Ashray. Right now with all my hair falling out, and by the way, it's like not stopping. It's so crazy how much hair I'm losing on the daily. Um, Bobby O could be back anytime soon. Cool. I'm so ready for her arrival. I'll cut it myself. Yeah. It's just. But you look great. Um, okay, so should we dive in? Yeah, I think without further ado, do, 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 it's time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you mm, 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 by McDonald's. Mm. Here at the morning toast, it is no secret that we are obsessed with Mickey D's. After a long day of recording the show, running around doing errands, is there anything better than a McDonald's Fountain Diet Coke, a crispy French fry, and their iconic chicken sandwich? Here's the important question. What's the best McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich? Is it the standard? Is it the spicy? Is it the deluxe? And you know, I think chicken sandwiches are more personal than comedy because I think the best chicken sandwich is the standard, but that's because I don't really like to take risks and I'm change averse. But maybe you're a spicy person who prefers the spicy sandwich, you know? Mm -hmm. But the answer really is all of them. Um, so personally, how I get my sandwich, which people like quake over, is just chicken bread and ketchup. And apparently like people aren't putting ketchup on sandwiches. That's what I learned um, recently when people like blew me up on social media for putting ketchup on my sandwich and I thought it was like so weird that nobody else did so that's how I do it but it's so personal like how do you do it pickles no pickles extra pickles how do you do it well go to McDonald's and be creative explore your inner cravings 
McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich. You can order it ahead on the McDonald's app, which is premium as hell. And you can try the sandwich that invented the crispy, juicy tender today. At participating McDonald's, you can um, download the app and registration is required. Um, and this is just your sign. I don't know if you guys needed a sign. It's your sign to get your fucking ass up and go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready for our first story, which is one of the big stories of the week slash weekend slash the day? Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson break up after nine months of dating. The Kardashian star and Pete have broken up and decided to just be friends. Sources close to the couple exclusively tell E! News. E! News was the first to report it, and then everyone else did. The insider shared, actually, I think The Sun was the first to report it, like, last week, but then... E news. Nobody believed it. Nobody believed it. And then E News came through with the source. I thought it was TMZ. I don't know what TMZ has said, but the insider shared that while the pair has, quote, a lot of love and respect for each other, they found that the long distance dynamic and their demanding schedules, quote, made it really difficult to maintain a relationship. The split occurred sometime this week. Okay. I don't believe that for one second. And I am shocked by this. Like, I'm more shocked that they broke up after everything we've seen in the last nine months, then I was hearing that they were together. And I was so shocked by that. I thought that this was it. We've never seen a happier Kim. Like, how do you go from being that happy with someone? Like we saw on the show, like we saw, you know, they were at the Met Gala. They've been doing all of these things together, going, you know, in the bikini modeling on the Mm -hmm. beach. And just a few weeks later, like done. Not even like they're in a fight. He's in Australia. She's in LA. Maybe they're just like, talking over the phone and texting until you know they can get back together and but they're done I'm shocked and I think something happened yeah I don't necessarily think that this was going to be the end-all be-all for Kim but it did prove to be way more serious than any of us had anticipated and I thought it would just go on for longer especially because we just got the trailer babe you want to take a shower with me like it didn't seem and I know she just went to Australia to visit him so it didn't really seem like they had any you know, intentions of slowing down. Yeah. And the idea that like their schedules got in the way is such a lie and so insulting. Like, first of all, Kim is so busy. So if he's in Australia working on a movie, like that works for her in LA. She can like spend the time with her kids and doing her thing. And then when he's done, like they'll reunite. Also, she has a plane, like she can visit him wherever, Mm -hmm. whenever. I really think like something happened, but I can't even fathom what it could be. Like a cheat? No, not like a cheat. Like a... Like what, though? Like a just... I don't know. Like, are we going to find out? I don't know. And now I'm like, I wonder if they'll take him out of this new season because she's not going to... Like, she said on last season, I'm not going to, like, you know, talk all about my boyfriend and then if it doesn't work out and then I'm just, like, left there hanging. And I feel like... It is important. She's not going to, like, do a whole season glowing about how happy she is when we know they're not even together. It's important to note that... um, E! News then released a conflicting report saying that Kim and Pete are back together or like they never broke up. So I'm just going to operate under the guise that like they are split. Because I think that if these reports were false, she would post some stuff on her Instagram stories that was like low key, you know, like Kevin and Devin, oh, Ken, mm-hmm. Kevin, whatever. Kendall. Like, you know, posting pictures with Devin and we're like, oh, they're together. So she would post like even one thing just to be like, shut up, we're together. Yeah. I I don't know what happened. And obviously now everyone is, you know, saying that she's getting back together with Kanye but the source who provided the initial statement about their breakup also said the divorce is still ongoing like nothing has changed that I believe that I believe too I don't think honestly I I do think that Kim and Kanye like are irreparable especially given what happened after the divorce um so I don't believe that for a second I'm just like I'm definitely confused because 
while obviously, you know, this was an unorthodox relationship, it became so serious, like, really quickly, and with the kids, and then, you know, him defending her with Kanye, like, it got kind of legit, so I just feel like to go from that to a breakup, I was really shocked by, and yes, maybe their schedules are bad, and he's filming a movie in Australia, but, like, okay, the movie comes to a close, and he lives in America, so. Right, and he left SNL, he has more time on his hands, he can live in LA, what happens to the tattoos, what happens to the brand? To the branding, the branding is really, tattoos, People, especially celebrities, get tattoos for people they date all the time, and then they break up a week later. So tattoos, even though they're technically permanent, are really not. Brands, branding, is extremely permanent. And I don't know um, what you do after that. I think this was, like, meant to be a longer-term, more serious relationship. And I think that, like, you know when someone, like, does something that they can't take back? Or, like, Mm -hmm. just exhibits, like, poor judgment or something? Mm -hmm. I feel like something weird happened like that. Do you think it involved the kids? Oh, not necessarily. Because, like, if Pete like did something like that, Kim didn't approve of parenting wise, and like, like maybe that maybe that's a line that. Yeah, but he's in Australia. What could he do? Right, right, right. I don't know. Or like, you know, when you like someone who like said like betrays you in some way, like maybe says something to some like I I, something little, but that indicates like a whole different side of their personality. Yeah, I feel like it's something just. It's something. It's not scheduling, okay? No, I hate when people say that. Like, if Keith Urban and Nicole Richie can make... No, not <laughs> Richie. If Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman can make the schedules work as the biggest country star and the most, you know, A-list actress in Hollywood, like, nobody else has excuses. Yeah. I don't believe the scheduling thing. Like, especially when you have access and means to private planes and things, you know, us lay people could only dream of. Fuck off. Yeah, I am really, really shocked. Yeah, and I'm still mad over uh, Taylor Kitsch and Lady Gaga's scheduling. <laughs> is his name Taylor Kitsch? Is that Tim Riggins? Yeah, that is Tim Riggins. Taylor Kinney. What was the other? Taylor Kinney. Okay, by the way, same thing. Um, and Taylor Kinney, like, doesn't even work. So what schedule? Yeah. So true. So I'm still upset about that. So annoying. I hate the lies. I hate being lied to, but also like your personal life is your personal life and you really don't owe us like an explanation. So I don't know if we'll get like a full detailed review of what went down. Um, and if this really is the end, then like let's 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 acknowledge the end. Like I think that this was a great relationship for Kim. I think she's probably really grateful for the time she spent with Pete. Um, he brought her out of like a what could have been like a really dark place and lonely time into I think what she says like was some of the most fun of her life like she was so happy so for that we're grateful thank you Pete hashtag thank you Pete but why did it end how does she go from being that happy you know like I felt like in this in watching the Kardashians it's like she figured out the key to life is how she was acting how do you go from that and then in mere months to like goodbye good day sir it's over Well, there are conspiracy theories that like this was kind of like a diversion type of press moment for Chloe. Right. Which we'll Um, get to because that's the next story. But I don't think it would be untrue. Same, by the way. And I don't think Kim is like so they're not like as desperate as they used to be. They're not just like throwing shit at like this is their personal. These are their real lives. They're not like out here just like making shit up for the sake of you know press strategy right and okay let's get to the next story because this is what everyone is saying chloe and tristan welcome their baby boy uh last week very exciting via surrogate as we knew was going to happen now people are saying that 
the Kim news dropped right before Chloe's dropped to like give sort of Chloe a buffer because we know that she struggles with like the public perception of her and she just doesn't Mm want to deal with that with a new baby. And I just don't think that's true. Like, first of all, the impact of this news came a few weeks ago when we found out they were having a baby. Yes. Now knowing that they had the baby. Okay. That doesn't change anything. Like, I don't think that these two things were playing off of one another. I really don't. Cause I really don't think this Chloe news is like even news Agreed. Because the news came out. I do think, though, that, like, Kim and Chloe releasing this on the same day and, like, late in the afternoon on a Friday before a weekend, that was probably intentional, just being like, we don't want to make a big kerfuffle out of these two things. Like, can we just move on with our lives? So, to me, that's totally fine. Like, them kind of kind of wanting to bury their own stories um, because it is an odd time to release, like, major news. If you're wanting, like, the full extent of the press, you're going to drop that shit, like, Monday morning. Yeah, I agree with that. But not necessarily that Kim is, like, doing this to shield Chloe. I don't think Chloe's on her phone. Just, like, on the show, we saw that, like, Kylie deleted all social media before mm-hmm. she gave birth. I'm sure Chloe is off social media just, like, enjoying newborn bliss. Yeah, I agree. I am really happy for Chloe. Like, I know she's wanted a, a sibling for true. And she got it in an unorthodox way. But life is unorthodox. I'm loving the word unorthodox today. That's the third time I said it. Um, and honestly, like, I love this for Chloe. I'm sure we won't hear from her for a little while. Like, because new mama tings. Like, you know, it's very overwhelming having a newborn. And I'm really, like, I really am wishing her the best. And I feel like anyone who's not and who's being like, it Kelly Tristan. <laughs> Shut up. Like, seriously, we don't care anymore. It's not even about Tristan. Like, it's about Chloe getting everything she's ever wanted. A hundred percent. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for mm-hmm. her family. I'm happy for True. And Tristan is just irrelevant. Like, sorry. Sperm bank. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye, Tristan. But story two, subset B, and that this is the news that I'm actually taking really personally, is that Chloe and her private equity investor have broken up, quote, things fizzled out. The Good American founder has reportedly ended things with her mystery private equity investor boyfriend, according to multiple outlets. Quote, Chloe and the private equity investor broke up. They split a few weeks ago. Things just fizzled out between them. Can I say something? The private equity investor sounds like a made up character. Like, I just, and by the way, I don't think that he is, but like the way that everyone keeps saying like the private equity investor, like it's almost like he's an invisible boyfriend. Yeah, no, it's, I agree. Cause it's like, there's other ways to describe him. Like go to thesaurus.com, financial person, businessman, businessman Bo. Bo. Like why didn't they call him her businessman Bo once? They used to say it about everyone whose husband had a job. They did used to say that. Until Um, we like co-opted it and ruined it and now it's a joke. I have to say like Chloe having a fling with someone and then like welcoming a new child. Like if the fling wasn't going anywhere, like obviously they're going to break up. Like Yeah, because even if like, unless they're super serious, she's not going to have him around while she has a newborn. And so if if he's not going to be around, then she's not going to see him for a few months because she's busy with new mama ting. Of course. And I feel like kind of how when Valentine's Day comes around and you've been seeing someone for like a short amount of time, how Valentine's Day can either expedite your relationship or like show you that it's not a relationship. Make or break. Make or break. So kind of like a baby. Like if you guys were actually like vibing and thought there could be a future there, you like a baby might, you know, speed that up a little bit and be like, oh, like, look, we're a family. It forces you to take a hard look at things. Yeah. Um, so if it really was just like fun fling and now she's going to focus on her bebe, I think breaking up is obviously the right choice. And obviously I'm sad that they broke up because I want happiness in Chloe's life. But um, 
sometimes flings are just that. Like flings, they bring you, you know, from one relationship to the next and they get you on your path. Yeah. I do hope that Chloe enjoyed, you know, the the financial partner experience and maybe we'll go down that route again. Maybe it's encouraged her to seek out more private equity investors. <laughs> yeah. Or she just like Perhaps. knew that's what we all wanted for her was just to date someone like average Joe. So she put citizen. So she was like, there you go. Yeah. And maybe, you know, she did it for us, but ended up like doing it for herself. Yeah. Oh my God. Like a Hallmark movie. She's like, I'll shut them up. I'll just go out with this guy. Right. Right. And then like she pretends the whole time. It's literally a Hallmark movie and they fall in love. What's it called? From strangers to lovers to enemies. It's called The Businessman Bow. Everything is called the businessman bow. That's the truth. That's the truth. Are you ready for our next story? Is it the next story that's brought to you? <clears throat> oh, by Olive and June? Yes. Yes, it is. Because you would need Olive and June if you were going to this wedding this weekend. I'm also nobody to be giving an Olive and <laughs> June ad because I've been like traveling no. and haven't been able to do my own nails. So do as I say, not as I Agreed. do. Okay. Agreed. Olive and June's press-ons and their all-in-one press-on mani system have everything you need to get a salon-quality manicure in minutes for a fraction of the cost. They have beautiful nails whenever you want and do them on your own time, so there's no need for an appointment. I've said this once, I've said it again. One thing about me is I'm a press-on nail girly. Like, they are premium. And the Olive and June ones, like, I feel like really the quality of your press-on nails can encourage you to either keep doing press-on nails or if you get, like, bad ones, you'll be like, ew, no, this is tacky. The Olive and June ones are so premium just because everything Olive and June like puts out is premium. Like their colors are very plini and pastel, very classy, elegant, timeless colors and shapes. And Olive and June is really out here doing the most. And I'm an expert in press on nails. So you have to listen to me. Um, their press-ons come in more sizes than any other brand, so your press-ons look like your real nails. That's the thing. Press-on nails are usually, for most brands, one size fits all, but like, I have short, fat fingers. Jackie has long, thin ones. Like, why would we ever be using the same press-on nails? Me? Long, thin? <laughs> um... It's really easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. They have the affordable press-on manicures, um, that are just so much better for your wallet than going and getting tips and they last just as long so you can visit oliveandjune.com slash tmt for 20 percent off your first olive and june system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash tmt as in the morning toast for 20 percent off your first system oliveandjune.com slash tmt Great. Our next story, other big news of the weekend. Teresa and Louie got married in New Jersey this past weekend, and the Bravo celebrities came out. So here are the deeds. Teresa Judice and Louie Ruelas tied the knot in an extravagant ceremony and reception Saturday in front of family, not that much family on Teresa's side, mm -hmm. friends and co-stars. The festivities unfolded in East Brunswick, New Jersey, on the sprawling 15-acre grounds of Park Chateau Estate and Gardens. The picturesque venue boasts a palatial mansion and adjoining chapel with an all-around white facade inspired by the romantic, ornate style of 17th-century Gothic French arch architecture. So the venue put out this press release. Yeah, this article just has all the details, you know, the dresses, mm -hmm. the bridesmaids, the co-stars. So Teresa's four daughters, Gia, Gabriella, Melania, and Adriana, served as her bridesmaids along with her co-stars, Dolores and Jennifer. 
Also, the wedding was a veritable who's who of housewives. Margaret Josephs was there looking like the Snatchler. Oh, it was a collaboration between Caviar Dreams and the Snatchler because, oh my God, she looked amazing. Margaret looked so stunning. I was obsessed with her hair and her dress. If I didn't want to chop my arms off, I would wear that dress. Yeah, no, she looked incredible. Jackie Goldschneider was also there. So was Jill Zarin, Dorinda Medley, Aya- uh, Chanel Ayan from Real Housewives of Dubai, Alexia from Miami, Lonnie Love was there, Phaedra was there. Cynthia, Kendra. Yes, so it was a star-studded affair, and we also need to talk Notably. about the hair. Okay, so let's talk about the wedding first, and then we'll talk about Melissa and Joe not being there. Okay. Um, so I actually uh, thought that the wedding, I'm not talking about the way that she looked, the wedding was really beautiful um, and pretty tasteful for Teresa's taste, which can be like, you know, tacky Jersey vibes. And I think she would agree with that. I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm just saying that's like her personal aesthetic. Like, you know, remember what her house looked like, you know? Yeah, it was, the um, wedding was, you know, the wedding version of her house. Yeah. And the, I really, like, I don't, do not like you know, speaking negatively about how someone looks on their wedding day. Like, I do think it's really mean, but I feel like because I can acknowledge that I looked like a fat rat at my wedding, I'm allowed to judge others. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I'm going to start with the positive. She looked really happy. Yes, she did. Her dress was very pretty, very simple. Her body is, you know, fit, fit it like a glove. It was a really pretty dress. I didn't understand the gloves because they were like pearl gloves. She looked like she had, you know, pimples all over her arm um, and then it really matched the aesthetic of the dress and I love I like one of my favorite favorite like bridal trends is gloves everyone's doing gloves I love it's so classy it's so Jackie O like it's so gorgeous yeah. um so for me to hate your gloves they must be ugly and they also just like they just didn't match like whatever yeah but the thing that's you know on everyone's lips is the hair she wore her hair down she has very long hair very Maddie, Maddie Pruitt energy okay but it was also clearly a lot of extensions like this was yeah, yeah, yeah. five women's worth of hair it was a lot of hair it was you know wavy down to down all the way down and then she wore a tiara which is so tree um and in the tiara was you know a beehive of sorts I don't really even know how to describe it it was Giving, I mean, if you guys ever used to watch My Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding, which was the best show of all time on TLC, like all like the like 18 year old brides used to wear their hair like that and they would wear it like so high above their crown and the crown would get lost in the beehive. Um, I just thought it was a really interesting choice for Tree. And the more I think about it, like, first of all, it's like kind of iconic because like it's so like it's so Jersey. Um, and so is Teresa. So Teresa that, like, is we, arguably the most Jersey and also arguably, even though they probably, you know, don't want to admit it, like the icon of the state of New Jersey. Yeah. Her and Bruce. Bruce. Springsteen. Springsteen. <laughs> Literally, like when I, I think it's a generational thing. Like when older people think of Jersey, they think of Bruce. When younger people think of Jersey, they think of Tree. Yeah, sure. Bruce and Tree. I think it's just like, or maybe like men and women. But see, the thing is with with Teresa is that like she gets full glammed probably three or four times a week, either for filming. She goes and watch Evans Live. She does appearances and events, photo shoots. So it must be hard to then want to look your best on your wedding day when you pretty much look your best every day. Yeah, and to you know? top that. And do something different. So I think that was like what she was trying to do. Um, but she really did fail abysmally. But in a sense, like, I'm kind of obsessed. Like, 
it's so Teresa. It's so Jersey. And like, I don't know. It's kind of working for me. Yeah. Like the more I think about it's it. It's kind of iconic, but it is my personal philosophy that like you should obviously look gorgeous and feel amazing on your wedding day, but you should still look and feel like yourself. So like if I were tree, like the watch what happens, ha- like live hair, that's just like waves, classic traditional, like that's mm-hmm. what I would have gone with. Um, it doesn't need to be much more than that, but not when you're Teresa Judice and like you're having, uh, by the way, this is a special that they're doing on Bravo for the wedding. Yes. Like it was pretty star studded with Bravo celebrities. I think people who mm-hmm. are like obsessed with Bravo were following the Camped. wedding weekend, the way that like we back in the day followed Andy's baby shower. Like it was yeah. an event like that was, that was iconic for people. And she gave the people what they wanted, which was the absolute most. And she gave us something to talk about because I have not stopped thinking about that hair since I saw it. And at first I was like, what the fuck? This is so weird. And now that I've really been able to marinate in it, I think it might be unintentionally one of the most iconic things she's ever done. Yeah. Also, like maybe this is just one of those things that's like before it's time, you know, like right now she's not appreciated in her own right time. now. Like we don't get it. It was like those jeans no. Kim was wearing. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not forward thinking. And then mm-hmm. in a few years, like all the girls are going to be wearing this hairstyle. And it's like, and we didn't get it when she did it first. I don't think that's the case. I just think it's like really camp. Like it's almost like it's too much. Like I actually think like it's amazing if now that I've like really been able to sit with it of course my initial reaction was that of everyone else is like what the fuck is that but now I'm like I'm thinking like this might be the most iconic thing Tree has ever done like her daughters must be so proud yeah I agree like this is now she has like a few things that are like so Tree this is the table flip then the hair yeah I love it I'm so glad No, I really like it's been a journey for me to get to this place. But now and I'm glad we didn't speak about it. Like if the wedding was on Friday because I would have roasted her on Friday. But now that I've really been able to, you know, look at it from the Big Bang Theory, I think it's I think it's like amazing. Here's the thing. And it's so big. You could see it from the Big Bang Theory. No, no. This isn't one of those things that gets lost in the Big Bang Theory perspective. No, it's really not. It's literally a meteor. I'm just praying for her neck today. I know. It must have been heavy. And, and imagine like dancing, kissing, like Louis mm-hmm. dips you and your neck snaps. And you tumble over. Yeah. You stumble under the weight of it all. Her daughters looked beautiful. Um, their dresses were really pretty. Their glam was glam. Their hair was great. It looked like a, you know, a nice affair. It was kind of sad, though, that like Jennifer Aiden was a bridesmaid because like bridesmaids are people like you're like true lifelong friends. And of course, like if you have a new friend, you know, maybe you'll make her a bridesmaid. But for her two bridesmaids besides her kids to be Dolores, obviously, and then like a girl she met two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I won- I just don't think Teresa has a lot of like deep, meaningful friendships. And that's because she's not a deeper, meaningful person. I agree with that, sort of. First of all, I'm curious where Dina Manzo was. She was supposed to be a bridesmaid. She's Teresa's really good friend, but then she wasn't there. Some people don't really know why, but some people said maybe it's because she didn't want to be on the show. Unclear, mm-hmm. but I do think that's weird. I also, I thought that like Louis' sisters were going to be bridesmaids. Yeah. And then obviously the elephant not in the room is Melissa Gorga. She should have been a bridesmaid. But I just want to say before we talk about Melissa, like I'm fine with Jennifer being a bridesmaid. Like her and Teresa really are that close. Sometimes you just meet people in your life. And even though you've only known them for a year, but now at Jennifer, it's like four or five years. 
you just know that that's your that's, that's your person true. and i and i like that for her okay but melissa and joe not being there first of all like and i'm the first person like i'm super family oriented i'm the first person to be like you know work it out work it out family first but you do reach a point with with someone as toxic and narcissistic as Teresa where like there is no talking to them and you have to put your own like mental health your own sanity and your own family first and so while I'm never like supportive of like families breaking up I actually am extremely supportive of Melissa and Joe not going to this wedding it is a huge statement yes I'm supportive of that but the details are that a few days before the wedding they had their season finale event and like mm-hmm. something bad happened and Teresa and Louie betrayed Melissa and Joe in like in a whole new way I guess there were rumors mm-hmm. about Melissa and Joe's relationship flowing at flowing at the party and mm-hmm. Teresa and Louie like did not behave as as family should and that was the line for Melissa and Joe and they're done oh that's that's interesting and what I had heard was that Melissa and Joe and Teresa and Louie got in a huge fight because Melissa and Joe were really urging Louie and uh, Teresa to sign a prenup. Oh, but I don't think they wouldn't go over that. I think, especially after everything that Teresa has like done to them, both subconsciously and consciously. And consciously. um, I don't think, I think the fact that they put their foot down like, right before the wedding it's like you put up with all this for so many years and now like this woman is really having like a simcha and she's so in love and I actually think that Louis is like the right guy for her and that their relationship is good and and I think that Melissa and Joe would say the same and probably endorse their marriage like now is when you're gonna take a stand like you know what I know but I'm very here for them like you know protecting their person but like their kids weren't there and like that's their cousins and but you know what? Like, there's really no way to get through to Teresa to, like, show her that you have hurt them. Yeah. And maybe the way that, like, they thought would would do that is something so big, like, not going to a wedding. And you know what? Like, I, I don't, like, I just, I do, I'm with Joe and Melissa here. I am like, with Joe. I'm maybe, with Joe and Melissa too, by the way. A hundred percent. I know. And I know what you're saying. Like, why now? And, like, it's such a big event and it's such a big deal. But, like, maybe that's the only way they thought they might get through to Teresa. Like, we're actually so mad at you. We're not going to come to this and we're not going to bring our kids either. Yeah, that's very true. But just for me, I'm like, we could all fight after. Like, you could be done with her, like, after her wedding. It's just, you can't ever take that back. In a few years, if you all make up and if that's even possible, you will always not have been at the wedding. Will was Joe supposed to walk her down the aisle? Did that was that a conversation? I don't know. That's something that he would do. She would love that. Right. Yeah, well that would be like even more serious then. Right. Um I'm just like I'm here for this. Like I I have first of all I think it's going to be great for the show obviously. And two, like as someone who watches the show and like sees how horrendous it is to be related to Teresa Judice. Like I'm actually proud of these two for like putting themselves first for the first fucking time. Yeah. And not just swallowing it because family, 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 like eventually like you have to put up boundaries. And like when it comes to family, I think it's really tough for people to put up those boundaries with toxic people and people live with those toxic relationships like forever. Yeah. But you know what? Like it's time. I agree with that. It's time. It's just like kind of a weird time to finally make that choice when it's it is you know a big occasion for Teresa but in general I'm I am here I'm but something might have happened yeah they said it's a quote unforgivable betrayal I'm so curious to see what it is and talk to me once we've watched it and let's see if I've changed my opinion I had seen and I don't like to like give light to like Bravo theories because like they're always wrong but what people had been saying online was that there were rumors recently about 
infidelity um, on Melissa's part. That's the rumor that I think Teresa and Louie are giving light to. And the way that they confronted it at this season finale party was the unforgivable betrayal. Well, if anything, this is just great promo for the new season of Jersey, which never disappoints, really, truly. Really never disappoints. And I'm super surprised Margaret and Jackie were both invited and both attended. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. But yes, it does make for interesting fodder. And I just think it was time, honestly. I agree with that. Okay, our next story, another crazy story. Anne Heche is in stable condition after being severely burned in a car crash. A rep for the actress told people in a statement on Saturday that Anne is currently in stable condition. Her family and friends ask for your thoughts and prayers and to respect her privacy during this difficult time. So... Anne crashed her blue Mini Cooper into several buildings before it caught fire a few days ago over the weekend. According to TMZ, bystanders tried to help the actress out of her vehicle after she crashed into a parking garage. However, she allegedly backed up and drove off before crashing to another home where her car became engulfed in flames, as did the home that she crashed into. The woman lost all of her worldly possessions. Aerial shots of the incident show the actress being taken away on a stretcher. Her clothes and her back look visibly burned. It is presumed that Haish was under the influence of alcohol as a bottle with a red cap was spotted in her car shortly before the accident. However, LAPD could not confirm this detail. Then this morning, I saw that they did get a warrant to check her blood alcohol levels Mm -hmm. uh, from the crash, a a blood sample from the crash, so they will know more soon. Um, By the way, this is such a crazy story. Um, And people... uh like witnesses are saying, you know, she was running, riding around town, speeding like an animal through like residential neighborhoods before she ended up in a garage and then in someone's house. Um, and I have to assume nobody drives like that if they're sound of mind. So she must have been under some sort of influence. And I think this is so fucked up. And honestly, I've never been an Anne Hage stand in my life and I never will be. Um, and I think, I don't really know like who Anne Hage is. I just know like a lot of people know her because she used to be married to Ellen, yeah. right? I know her because she was on Joan Rivers' season of Celebrity Apprentice, um, and she was mean as fuck to Joan, so oh, bye. goodbye. I don't even remember yeah. her on that season. She got out early. She got out early. She was mean to Joan? It's disgusting. Everyone was fucking mean to Joan because they were so threatened by her talent and charm. Of course, and she won, so they should. They were right to be. Right. What was that other woman's name? Annie, Annie. The poker player. Annie. Annie Duke. Yeah. Annie Duke, who came runner-up. She was fucking mean to Joan, but Joan was so fucking mean to her. I think the meanest thing I've ever heard anyone say is something Joan Rivers said to Annie Duke on, she said she's so self-centered. Hold on. Actually, I don't want to botch it. Just hold on. Joan Rivers. Also, um, I thought you would want to know that Peter Facinelli spoke out about the Anne Heche accident because they they co-starred together on something that we've never seen and he was sending his thoughts and prayers. So I, I thought you wanted to know where Peter Foch's thoughts were today. No, that's that's very interesting. I also saw an article like a lot of celebrities are getting shit for like commenting, you know, words of support like for for Anne, Annie, Anne Heche, like Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. I, but I mean, what she's done is atrocious. And especially if she was under the influence, I'm glad that she's OK and that nobody was hurt. But she destroyed that woman's house. No, it's terrible. Okay, wait, this this is it. Hold on. The movie they're right in here. together is 13 minutes. Excuse me? Peter Foch. 
What's it called? 13 Minutes. Oh, I thought you said the movie was only 13 minutes long. Can't. You said the movie they're in is 13 minutes. I'm like, oh, what movie is only 13 minutes you long? You would love it. It would be your favorite movie. Yeah, of course. Ugh, I can't find it, but it was just very, like a very clever way of insulting someone you fucking hate. Okay, well, you'll have to find it at a later date and put it on a Canva Pornographic. She said, oh, she said Annie Duke is the type of woman to spit on the ground and drown her mother in the puddle. Oh, yeah. It was rough. Like, queen. Queen. Queen shit. Um... So, uh, Anne Hayes, you're on my list. You guys know how I feel about people who drive under the influence. And this is really bad. Yeah, really bad. And I've never thought of Anne Hayes. Like, I've never thought of putting her on any of my list because she's irrelevant. To you, yes. I just looked at her catalog. And to the I world. Looked, she just looked at, she has so many movies and TV shows that she's done. I actually can't find one that I've seen. Irrelevant. Okay, are you ready for a fifth and final story about movies that are not irrelevant? Yeah. Top Gun Maverick has no, now flown past Titanic at all-time domestic box office. However, this headline is misleading, but it still okay. is, you know, a big deal. Tom Cruise's sequel, Top Gun Maverick, is now the seventh highest grossing movie of all time at the domestic box office. After adding to its ticket sale totals this weekend, the Tom Cruise sequel has now made $662 million at the domestic box office. Again, that's domestic, not global, surpassing the Titanic's $660 million, according to Variety. However, Titanic's number includes both its original theatrical run and several subsequent re-releases in theaters, which makes it more, but it hasn't been adjusted for inflation. Right, right, right. Of course, like when Titanic came out, a movie was a nickel. Not a nickel, but maybe like $10 in the 90s, and now a movie is like 20 or 30 so... Yeah. It's different, but I thought it would be interesting to go through a list of the most highest grossing movies of all time in our fifth and okay. Can I in guess? our fifth and final human interest story? Can I guess some? How many movies are there on the list? Seven. Ten? Okay, uh, and so Titanic and Top Gun are in there. Yes. Avatar. Yep, that would be that. Yep, that's in there. The most recent Spider Man. No Way Home. Yeah, with uh, that was oh my wow, that's really big. Yeah, it's here. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. What else does James Cameron produce and direct? Um, oh, Thanos. You know that one? Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame number two. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, that's really all I know. Okay, what so else? number one is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay. Two, Avengers Endgame. Three, Spider-Man No Way Home. Four, Avatar. Five, Black Panther. Six, Avengers oh. Infinity War. Seven, Top Gun Maverick. And now eight would be Titanic. Oh my God, Titanic got bumped. But I really don't think it's fair to, like, you can't compare movie sales in the early 2000s with today. No, you really can't. You really, really cannot. And if they adjusted it, for inflation, Titanic would be on that list. Yeah, they need to adjust the list for inflation because what are we talking about otherwise? Yeah, no, that's dumb as fuck. Sorry. But it is a big milestone. This is Tom Cruise's first movie to uh, cross over to the $1 billion box office. And so I'm sure he's feeling pretty pleased with himself. I'm like annoyed because I loved Top Gun and I wanted it to be successful, but I didn't want success for Tom Cruise. You know, I feel like... I know you have to say that when you're talking about Top Gun, which you loved. Um, but I feel like you say that you don't like Tom Cruise and then privately like you like him. 
Oh my God, do you really feel that like, way? I feel like you feel like you have to say something negative about Tom Cruise when he comes up because you've watched all the Scientology docs and like, but yeah. that like privately, you're fine. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, no, like I, I watched Going Clear. I watched Leah Remini. Like he's literally like a monster. I haven't watched any of those things. So I just go off of what you say and it just doesn't, it hasn't like stuck for me yet. And like so many people love him. Like, and everyone who was, I don't think they do, honestly. People who like the Top Gun castmates, like Kelly's always posting like the cutest TikToks with like him and Miles on the red carpet. And it's like, it does things to you. I know. No, I know. But like, I'm, from all the research I've done, like, no bueno. And you feel that way about John Travolta? Okay, that that one is really difficult for me, like, to separate the art from the artist, mm -hmm. because I'm, like, obsessed with, look who's talking. I loved Grease. I loved his work as Edna Turnblad. Like, it's, it's actually harder for me to, like, understand. And also, like, all that he's been through. Like, he lost his son, and then he lost his wife. Like... I have like, like a soft spot for John Travolta. Yeah. Even though I, but see, when it comes to Scientology and like the rankings, like I do think John Travolta is like, you know, a part of it and he's all in there. But Tom Cruise is like administrative. Like he's gathered, he's donating money. He's raising money. Like he's a part of the foundation of Scientology. Do you know what I mean? Like he's one of the top, top executives. Whereas like John Travolta is like a member, you I know? I think... John Travolta's pretty tops, but okay. No, I, I definitely have a hard time. Like, what, the way you think that I feel about Tom Cruise is actually how I feel about John Travolta. Like, I actually forget sometimes that he's a Scientologist because, like, I have, like, I have deep love in my heart for Adele Desi, yeah, you know? Yeah, It's, that's challenging for no, me. No, it's hard. There are some things that you just can't reconcile in life. And that happens like, a lot with celebrities. Kim and Taylor. Either, like... Kim and Taylor, celebrities who like do and say things that like I vehemently disagree with, but like I still love them, you know? And I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. No, not everything is just going to be tied up in a neat little bow. Like some things pose like a moral contradiction for you. No, it's so true. Like especially when it's like, you know, something that contradicts like my values. Your scruples. You know? That's what scruples are all about. Yeah, my scruples. I'm a scrupled bitch. Yeah, you try. We all try. That's really all yeah. we can do at the end of the day is try our best Ain't to uphold our and that's what everyone, And that's what everyone who wrote into Dear Unburden Yourselves is trying mm -hmm. to do. So those were the Fast Five stories. You definitely needed to know like each and every one you of them. You did. You really did. I'm hope you, I hope you're still here listening. And our next segment, the show is not over, is Unburden Yourselves. If you ever want to write in every Monday, we do Unburden Yourselves where people can write in and just kind of admit and just like kind of verbal diarrhea things that are holding them down embarrassing things they did falls they took you know unburden yourselves at gmail.com and it is brought to you by seed it turns out that everything you know everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong we knew that pro probiotic tortilla chips sounded like way too good to be true. But good news is that Seed's Daily Symbiotic is the real deal. So what is the Daily Symbiotic? It is a broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic. It is 24-strain broad-spectrum probiotic and prebiotic that is formulated for digestion, gut immune, and additional system systemic benefits. It's a capsule in capsule, protects against stomach acid, against digest it helps digest your enzymes and bile salts for viability through digestion. 
What does that mean? The live probiotics will actually make it to the end of the small intestine for delivery into the colon. If you've taken a probiotic before and you never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria doesn't survive in your GI tract. Seed is designed differently and that's why it works. It supports benefits in the gut and beyond. Seed will support ease of bloating, health regularities, and ease of evacuation, if you know what I mean. But it will also support your gut barrier, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synth- synthesis. So if you're into probiotics and you felt like you've taken them before and there wasn't like a real change or a real difference, I really recommend trying Seed. You can start a new healthy habit today when you visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO1TM daily symbiotic. So that's seed.com slash toast and use code toast. Um, Check it out. It's always a good time to start taking care of your gut and all the other amazing benefits from a probiotic. Now, unburden yourselves. Jax, are you ready? ready? Hey, girly girls. I need to unburden myself. This incident happened last week, my first week at a new job. My coworker and I were going to lunch, so I went to the bathroom on our way out of the office. I felt rushed, so I decided to try and use the little pee hole in my Spanx shorts. I started to pee while holding this stupid pee hole open, and pee not only gets all over my hand, but soaked my Spanx. I had to take them off and go commando, and obviously I had to hold the wet Spanx when I walked out of the bathroom to my new coworker who was waiting for me. I rinsed them in the sink. She obviously noticed the folded Spanx in my hand, so I told her it was so hot I couldn't pull them up, and then grabbed my purse from my desk and stuffed them at the bottom. Fuck my life. Thank you for listening. XOXO, a toaster who peed herself. I don't know. I just feel like women no matter the workplace, like women understand, like you didn't even have to explain to her whether it was hot or whether you peed yourself. Like there's a general under, like if a girl I was with went to the bathroom and came out with like literally like a dirty tampon, I'd be like, girl, I've been there. You know, like we've all been through something. Yeah. This is very relatable. I think at the end of the day, it might foster connection between the two of you. And then in a few months, you'll look back at drinks at happy hour and she'll be like, oh my God, I knew you were a real one when you just took your spanks off. And then you could tell her, oh no, I actually peed myself. And by the way, this is just a PSA. Like those holes are not meant to be peed through. Useless. I never use pee holes like that. I never, even when I'm wearing a bodysuit, like I actually take it off. I know a lot of people pull it to the side, but like it's not I worth just the risk. Say, pulling to the side with like a bodysuit or a, a hot control top underwear is a flawless system. I've actually, ready for this? I'm gonna unburden myself. I have pooped pulling to the side. Like pulling to the side is an extremely valid method. It's just too risky. It's not. But I do want to say, like, if this girl is, like, judgy and weird, she's actually doing you a favor by letting you know she's not a girly girl and really not someone you should, like, invest in a friendship with. Because if someone's being all weird and judgy, like, even if you did fucking piss your pants or let's say you fucking sharted, okay? Shit happens. So she's going to be all weird and be like, eh, you're taking your spank. Bye. Like, you don't need to spend time with this bitch. Go find another friend. It's a good litmus test for for female friendship. And I actually think more Mm -hmm. people should walk out of the bathroom holding their spanks and see if you're surrounded by real ones or not this really isn't that embarrassing because either you've made like a, a bond with a potential new friend or she's given you like a telltale sign that she's not a ride or die yeah and she's not a woman who supports other women and she's definitely not a beautiful woman right and she's kind of a disgrace to women who are actually beautiful and classy and she just doesn't have the vernacular that she thinks she possesses somebody lied to her several times and told her that she was fly hot and sexy and beautiful and she's nothing like that she's nothing of the sort i hope we end that burden for you yeah no you have really nothing to be ashamed of next up morning jackson cloud Every week, my daughter's school sends home their sheets and blankets from nap time to wash. The sheet is a fitted sheet, so things get all caught up in there in the dryer. Uh-oh. Anyway, I sent it to school. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
I sent it to school with one of my thongs lodged into the corner and was really confused when my thong came home in her school bag. It took me a few hours to connect the dots, but I wanted to crumble into a ball from embarrassment. I mean, listen, real teachers know. And these- was it a male teacher or a woman teacher? And how did the underwear look? And you know what? I think it's better that it was a thong and it's like cute as opposed, and it's like, oh, this girl's like cute, sexy mom versus like a big Mm -hmm. pair of bloomers. Okay, so, like, obviously I'm putting myself in her shoes. Like, if a pair of my underwear made it out into the wild without my guidance, um, like, I would I would literally have to, like, enter the witness protection program because... Yeah, it depends what... Because my personal style of underwear is, like, the bigger, the better. You know, the more it looks like a hospital garment, the better. Yeah, also, it's, like, underwear that was, like, once white and is now... Top mustard. What? Yeah, mustard. <laughs> like, yeah. I would just hope it was one of the good ones. One of the good ones. One of the good ones. Okay, so like, you really are fine. Jackie's totally right. And uh, my only concern is that like, did the teacher think that like you are putting your child in a? No, thong? she. The teacher obviously saw it in the bed sheet. I think the teacher probably has seen a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and. I think that the teacher is going to let this one go. Don't. That's just honestly yeah. really funny. Just find someone that the you can laugh is, about like, it with. This is one of the things you have to learn the hard way. Like, oh, shit gets caught in my folded fitted sheet, the corners of my fitted sheet. Like, now every time I wash it, let's just triple, you know, shake it out. Make sure nothing nefarious got in there. And you had to learn that the hard yeah, way. you did. And it's just like a really funny story. You could go tell it at like the PTA over drinks and everyone will want to be your friend. I really don't think it's a big deal, especially if the teacher is a woman. Like, she understands, you know, laundry day Yeah, hard. and when teacher smiles, teacher is happy. Teacher is happy. I think this made teacher right, smile. Uh, for sure. Like, the, you know, being a teacher is such hard work. And every now and then, you just got to laugh. And you gave her that kind of reprieve. Or, or the teachers. You know, the teacher's just, like, tired of, like, putting up with kids' duties, peas. Like, they're snot, they're boogers. And it's like... This thong is the last straw. Last straw. Like maybe you're the one. Yeah, no, like the final nail in the coffin that broke her. You pushed teacher to the end. You pushed teacher too far. (laughs) Okay, ready for our third and final? Hello, Jack's Claude Brasses. The Shaw's brothers aren't here today. How can we unburden ourselves? Thank you guys for being the highlight of my week. We can't wait to see Claudia again for the second time on her N-Log tour in Pittsburgh. Can't get enough. Need to unburden myself. I can't stop thinking about what I did and I need to atone for my sins. I feel as if there's no better place for me to do that than here. I was in Trader Joe's this week and was very focused on completing my grocery list. Due to my intense focus, I spaced out and grabbed another person's cart and rolled it to the other side of the store. I realized shortly that it wasn't my cart and without thinking, I just went back to find my cart and planned to return the stranger's cart to the location I found it. Well, as I went to find my cart, this woman, probably in her 70s, was making a huge scene and aggressively raising her voice as her cart about her cart being stolen. As soon as I saw her causing a scene, I literally ran to the opposite side of the store and grabbed and decided not to expose myself as the cart thief. I literally pretended to shop all the aisles I already shopped to actively avoid this woman. I could literally hear her from the other side of the store making a huge commotion. I couldn't expose myself. About 10 minutes later, she found her cart and was on her way. Am I a huge asshole? Only if her purse was in there. 
That's what I was thinking too. If it's just like food, it's really, that's like a neutral territory. And it's like, you don't it's, own it because you yeah, haven't no, purchased it Yeah, no, it's not it hers yet. yet. And it's inconvenient and annoying. But I understand wanting to like protect your peace. But if she thought she lost her purse and you had her purse and you didn't like bring it closer to her and show her how to get warmer um, and instead like really gaslit her <laughs> into yeah. thinking her cart was stolen, then that's, that is mean, yeah. But- I have to say, just from reading it, I get the vibe that there was no personal items in either Okay, cart. then then it's just like an inconvenience and she'll be okay. Yeah, but if there was like a wallet in there, um, like I would definitely, you know, think twice about feeling Yeah, that, and I just would have placed it closer to her, not on the other side of the store, or just like return it to the front or something. I'd be like, if yeah. only if there was a bag in there. But you know what? Like when you zoom out from the Big Bang Theory, like she'll be fine completely like it's fine it's not like it's the fine. best thing a person can do but it's definitely no. not the worst it's not even no, close and the good thing about the the good thing about the grocery store is like you're all strangers you know it's not like this is like someone you work it depends with. Like, is it a small you, town she'll probably never see this bitch again it can't be that small if there's a trader joe's oh, okay fair so just go to whole foods now true trails Thank you all for opening up, being honest and vulnerable with us. This is a reminder if your name is Gertrude or Rebecca, it is your day to subscribe on YouTube from your burner account, your work account, your mom's account. Um, and that's our show. Anything else we need to like remind people to do or to promote before we no, wrap up? No, I mean, you can always head over to the Redheads. You can always follow me on Instagram at Jackie Ashray. And you can always tune back in tomorrow for another amazing show. You can. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please fucking subscribe. Don't even give this video a thumbs up. Don't waste your time. Just yeah, the thumbs up is bullshit. Don't bother. We're also available as a podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys all have an amazing Monday. Don't forget to rise and grind with Bryce and Strass, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.